Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Employee to Boss podcast. I am your host, Haley Hayhurst, the owner of Espresso Podcast Production. I was traveling in Mexico last week, and I went to Puerto Vallarta, and it was absolutely amazing. I live in Seattle, and being in the sun for a week was exactly what I needed. If you're from the Pacific Northwest or somewhere equally depressing in the winter, you definitely know what I mean of needing to escape the cold and the gloom. So that is why I did not have an episode last week, but I am making up for it this week by putting out this incredible episode with Natalia. Natalia is the love coach and she helps women all over the globe become competent and confident in dating and relationships. If you're single and looking for a forever husband or partner or are married and wanting to bring intimacy and fun back into your relationship, she is the one to call. Natalia is from Las Vegas, and I think that's how we originally connected. I saw she was from Las Vegas. I'm from Las Vegas, and I was like, we need to connect. And so we've been in each other's realms for a while and she finally got to be on the podcast and this conversation is just incredible. We talk about romantic relationships, how to know our self-worth and find a relationship that actually is lasting. And we also talk about how there's really a feminine and masculine side to most entrepreneurs. I know especially for myself, Running a business is a very, you have to be in your masculine energy, making decisions, you know, onboarding clients, getting clients. It's very, you know, go, go, go type of energy. And a struggle for me and a lot of other entrepreneurs that I've talked to is letting that go and in other parts of life, maybe not having as much control, which let me tell you can be difficult. So I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. I actually had a call with Natalia after this to talk about her program and what her past clients achieved. And if you are looking for a love coach or a relationship coach or someone like Natalia, definitely check her out on Instagram and give her program a go because... Why not? I feel like self-development things like this are exactly what entrepreneurs need, right? Like I invest money into business coaches. I invest money into courses, but personal development is something that in the next year is something that I'm very, very interested in. And so I'm sure I'll have a lot more guests talk about personal development, but this one's a fun one. So Let's get right into this amazing episode with Natalia, the epic love coach. Hi, Natalia. Welcome to the podcast. I am so, so excited to talk about this topic with you today. Hi, Haley. Me too. Thank you for having me here. I'm super excited. Yeah, of course. I love talking about dating and relationships, and my friends (laughs) always think I'm crazy because I personally love first dates. I think that they're so fun. Absolutely. I love it. I love your attitude. I went on 200 dates in two years, 200 first dates in two years. So I know what it is 
to go on dates and I had fun like you they were fun I just you know managed to to have a good attitude about it and to be you know to be realistic on what to expect it's just the first day you get to know each other it's, there is not a lot of investment in that right. so why not to make it fun yeah Especially, you know I was using eHarmony so okay. I knew the guy I was going to go out with. I knew we had something in common to talk. And if not, I always had a little story of my own life to share with him if things were getting dull and, you know, I was getting bored. Right. You know, and I'll share my little story that was usually funny and that's it. And then I will call it a day. So I understand why you have fun and it's so refreshing because that is such an uphill battle for me with my clients. It's all good until we get to the point with the single women that want to, mm -hmm. I, I coach single women that want to find a high quality men to marry mm -hmm. or married women who want to kind of get the relationship back in a good track mm. so for the single women of course they have to meet men because oh. how are you going to meet your husband your future husband if you don't get out and it's like pulling teeth it's very it, we have to do a lot of work to overcome the barriers they have I mean I don't blame them if you do it with the wrong attitude and mindset of course, it's going to be exhausting, but it doesn't have to be exhausting at all. It can be fun and actually it can build up your self-esteem. It helps you to see what you really want, what you don't want. I remember I, I was, I don't like to put makeup on, so I would put makeup on and that was fun because, you know, and I don't know. Yeah, no, I love that. And you're so right. I feel like that is a barrier for a lot of people, like my friends who are like, no, I don't want to go on any dates, but I just like to have a good time, you know, see what see what's out there. But I'm excited to hear about like how you actually started your business and your journey to becoming a dating and relationship coach. I have not interviewed a dating and relationship coach yet, so I want to learn everything. Oh my God. It's a long story because... I have lived many years, <laughs> even when I look this young. So I'm going to try to make it succinct, but still give you enough information. So my connection with self-development and the human mind and what makes humans tick and being one way and not in the other one and mental health and all that started at a very, very young age. I was 14 years old. And I had this awakening one day. I saw myself in my behavior and it was going in a direction that I didn't like. I was modeling my family way of being, which wasn't ideal, you could say. So I kind of woke up and I said, well, I don't want to be like that. So I, I started reading books. I got the, my first self-development book when I was 14. And that, you know, led to another one and another one. And I started to, to get a big, big knowledge of, you know, my mind and how could I change things and transform things. That led me to study psychology. I went to university to be a psychotherapist. I loved it. 
And that led me to, you know, when you are studying psychology and all that, you meet certain kind of people. So after a few years of doing that, I got, I got a personal yoga teacher and he introduced me, all this is in my early twenties. He introduced me to all the beauty of the Eastern philosophies. By, by that point, I was very knowledgeable about Western philosophy and psychology and science, like neurology, those things. But Eastern philosophy was a brand new thing that opened up my life and myself. And I, it was so amazing. It, it was it opened up my heart. It was so good. And I got in touch with my body and it changed dramatically the way I saw life. And soon after that, a few years after that, I moved to the United States. This is on my late 20s. And the first thing I do when I come here, I go to college, to the Broward Community College in South Florida, and see, you know, how I could be a psychologist here. And long story short, I couldn't do it. I had to go back to school, learn English. I didn't know English, so... It was, it was going to be a process of years, and I didn't have that kind of time. So I went on another direction, and I decided to get into the beauty, wellness, health, beauty. So I was still helping people, but more at a tangible point. I was doing facials and massages and all that kind of thing. Through a client, soon after I moved here, through a client, she's glowing, Okay, she's just right radiating light and just the way she's talking and the and I say, like, what's going on with you, lady? And she said, I just did this retreat, this personal development retreat. And it changed my life. It completely changed my life. And I say, tell me, tell me the name of the company. Because even though at that point I had 15 years of being in the psychology, science kind of, you know, environment, I was still unhappy. I was still looking for something. I understood the concepts intellectually, but I couldn't, my marriage sucked at that moment, at that point. I just wasn't happy. I wasn't thriving, you know, and I had everything to be happy. I was living by the beach, you know, per perfect lifestyle for me, swimming in the ocean every day or walking and had, you know, beautiful house on the beach. And it, it was amazing. It was everything I ever wanted, a boat, you know, going to dinner all the time, just great life. So I said, give me the name of the company. So she gives me the name of the company and I signed up. For four days, it was a four-day fully immersive personal development retreat. And at that, this is almost 20 years ago. So at that moment, I didn't have the language for it. But now it's what people refer to an awakening experience. I kind of woke up. I was like, oh my God, this is what life is about. And I just kept going that way. I just kept going that way. I kept doing, you know, getting coaches and, and doing personal development and reading books. And, and in the midst of all that, I met two ladies that were our sisters, twin sisters. 
and they were coming up with a group to support single women to find their mates. And they are, Natalia, we want you to be part of this. And I'm like, yeah. At that point, I must say, I had been divorced. I was going through my divorce there. I found my ex-husband with another woman. And that, a plus, he was abusive emotionally, verbally. That led to me, you know, getting the divorce. So I I wanted to, to improve my love life too. I knew, I knew that the, the only thing in common through my whole relationships was myself. And I knew that I could, even though it wasn't my fault that I found him with and that he was cheating or, or that the other guys in the past cheated on me or, you know, my story. I knew that if I wanted to, to have a different outcome in the future, I had the responsibility of doing something about it. I, it that was very clear on me and my personality is like that. I, I am self, I am a leader of myself first and that's why I can lead others. So anyway, so they say, come do this with us. So that, that was the beginning, that was 2006. And we will have a group of women coming to a house and we will have more food than we could eat. And, you know, and we will follow a book about dating and relationships. And I did that for months until I moved to Vegas. And then when I moved to Vegas, my life changed dramatically. I found something that completely changed my life. And it is running. I started running when I moved here and I got in it with my whole soul. I, I got, uh, I'm not going to talk much about that because that's another long story. I mean, that's but, impressive though, because I lived in Vegas and <laughs> running in the different weathers was not for me. <laughs> I know. Well, I get up at 4 a.m. in the morning and people say, why you get up at 4 a.m. in the morning? Well, you understand why. Tell me why. Because it's not hot. It's not, it's not burning. It's hot still, but it's not, the sun is not biting at you like later. I find that the sun, you know, like it wants to eat you. It wants us out of here. I think. Literally. <laughs> so when I got into running, I switched to high performance coaching and peak performance coaching. And I switched to running coaching and all that just because I got so passionate about that and that's so passionate but then you know after a few years of doing that in 2019 so that was what three years ago I just I, I just had to go back to my first love and and this is what I am I am passionate about high performance coaching and, and some of the coaching I do it's you know I use those techniques and those tools and all that but I just felt this deep, deep, deep calling to, to, to coach uh, on dating and relationships. I really believe this is not for everybody, okay? There are women that are either not ready or that they really don't want to have a partner and that's fine, good for them. But for the women that are like me, that really love men and love the idea of sharing the life with the right men, and we, we just are so happy to be with a man. Like last night, my husband comes from work and I just hug him. It just makes me so happy. You know, it's like some people like puppies, yeah. some people like to be married. <laughs> so 
Yes, and there are a lot of women that once they get rid of all the fears and all the traumas and all the, you know, the expect unrealistic expectations of what it is and all that, when, in other words, when, when they really get in touch, really get in touch, and that was another thing, I have worked with thousands of women, and all of them, when I was coaching for high performance, Sometimes they will tell me, you know what, Natalia? I don't care about that. I really want to find a husband. Mm. Or I really want to. The amount of times that I was getting that message. So that's why. Because I think there is a real need. And I believe that as women, we try in community and being with the right person just makes our life so much more richer and you know having a healthy space where we can be and be creative and be safe and self-expressed and that's what my coaching program is about it's about you know being confident and competent in relationships without pretense without you know being fully authentic even getting angry and and being loved anyway you know long story that's (laughs) awesome I really appreciate you sharing all of that because that makes a lot of sense. And I totally see why you do now what you do. And I'm super interested to hear, you know, with the pandemic, everyone going home and not being able to, you know, quarantining and everything like that. How did you have to adapt your business with that? Or did you? I mean, we were not able to go on many first dates for about (laughs) six, eight months. And so how did you grow your business with those shifts in the world? Well, it didn't affect me that much in all honesty. And all the contrary, it helped a lot because people got more used to doing things online. So people got more used to being on camera to creating, keeping relationships alive through through video, live videos. So it actually, it, it has been a great thing because people that will never even consider being in ca- on camera, on a computer, they had to do it. Mm, yeah. So I, it was a good thing. And another thing that happened is that before the pandemic, not every single high quality women and men were on online dating apps because they had you know they could meet people through their work through their family and friends the traditional ways of meeting people at the supermarket uh, sporting game whatever but all those sources being removed they had to be online so the quality of online people online people dating raised that's a great so it, point. It was a good thing. That's the way I see it. Now, that's one thing. On the other hand, I will be honest with you, a lot of my single clients, they they don't get on an online app during my coaching, during the, the, the 12 weeks, three months that my program, my, it's the length of my program. They don't do it because they are not ready yet. Some women need more time to integrate, to process. So the program is mostly about, as I said before, getting to really, really, really fall in love with yourself, to accept ourselves radically, to get to know men 
but to get to know men from our perspective. So when they do something that we don't understand, we can understand it because we have a perspective. And it's about tapping into our feminine energy, how to communicate, boundaries, listening. So the program is about getting ready for love. And that I have clients that are ready right away and they jump on a dating app on the first week. And I have other clients that never do it while they are with me. They do it afterwards because they they get a bunch of videos and things that they can keep forever. So once they integrate and they do the work and they heal, they are more open to that. Yeah. So it didn't really affect, I, I think for, and I coach globally. Okay. I have clients from all over the world. I have clients from Australia, New Zealand, UK, Argentina, Mexico. I speak fluent Spanish. That's my first language. So I I coach in both. So for me, it was a good thing, actually, in a way. I don't know. That doesn't sound good. (laughs) No, no, totally. I think the pandemic, while it had so many terrible things that happened also so many businesses were started and so many people were open to new ideas just like you're saying I'm curious if you work with a lot of entrepreneurs because as an entrepreneur sometimes I get so wrapped up in my work that dating feels like another job and like I am looking for a serious relationship and I'm like if I'm working so much and don't have time to actually be on dating apps do those things sometimes I feel a little guilty you know guilty of what guilty of like I'm holding myself back of like I'm so wrapped up in my work but I don't want to you know hustle forever those type of things so I'm wondering if your other entrepreneur clients kind of experience the same sort of sort of things Yes, and that's that's a part of the program. What the program is about, it's about reframing that. The way, with all my love and compassion, Haley, you say hustling, and that has a negative connotation. So, of course, if you're busy building a business and that brings you a lot of satisfaction and you have control, well, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know that having a business, building a business, sometimes it feels out of control. But at the end of the day, you have control. You you have control over what to say, when to do it, how to do it. So it's something that you feel empowered. But when it comes to relationships, it's all the opposite. It's about being in our feminine energy and letting go of control. So, of course, if your mindset is not in the right place, it's going to feel like a hustle. It's going to bring up a lot of insecurities and feelings that are not going to that are going to make you feel yucky. So, of course, you're not going to do it. You're a smart woman. Why will you trade something that, like, doing this with me that brings you so much joy and I can see the way you glow, that, that you love it? Why will you trade this if when you think about dating, you think about hustling, about, you know, oh, it's work. Right. So yeah, the that's a good point. Here, yeah. So that, that's what we do. We, we, we reframe that. And I also teach them my way of doing the dating. Did I tell you 200 dates in two years while <laughs> building a business? So my way of doing it 
completely blows their mind and they're so happy. The way of writing the profile, I had a client telling me this week actually that she, she got online and she has a job. She's building another job and she has a part-time job. Okay. And she owns property and she has a mono Airbnb. She's busy. Okay. And so she finally, you know, got comfortable through the coaching, through my guidance and her own awareness and the new the new lessons she's learned, the new ways of doing things. And she got a profile and she's like, wow, this is easy. And I helped her to write the profile. And she's like, these guys are amazing. She showed me. I mean, great looking guys, firefight, good professions, you know, great guys. And that was my experience. But there is a way of doing it. And that's why, you know, they say that hiring a coach, you will save 10x time because yeah. you do. That's what I did when I got divorced. I hired coaches mm -hmm. and I, I got, that's, you know, I did the work myself and I was humble enough to say, okay, I have been doing this by myself for, at that point, I was 33 years old. My first boyfriend, well, my first real boyfriend, I was 18, but you know, I had little things before right. and it never worked. So almost 20 years of suffering, misery, I said, I need help. Because I don't have a lot of time. 33 is a very critical age, mostly for women that want to have kids. Mm -hmm. You know, technology has advanced a lot. We can freeze our eggs. There are things to do. There is always an answer, thank God, in this new technology age. But, you know, that it requires more money and it's a risk. And, you know, so, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's very interesting of like, as entrepreneurs, we have so much control, like we're literally in control of our income. It's not like we have a boss who's approving raises or like setting our salary. It's like, we can make as much as we want. So we have so much control. And that was totally like a mindset, mind blowing moment of like, you need to let go of control. Do you have any tips for maybe letting go of control that's the other entrepreneurs listening to this podcast might, you know, get some value from? Oh, yes. I mean, the, the first thing is to, to learn how to keep ourselves grounded. That, that's, that's the first, first step is trying to, to keep ourselves grounded and centered and being present. Without that base, it's going to be really hard to build any meaningful relationship on top. So the, I, I send them, I teach them many, many, many different techniques. I probably like 20 different techniques. The, my favorite, the one that I particularly enjoyed the most is emotional freedom technique. So it's tapping. And so you can do that, meditating, breathing exercises, you know, reparenting your inner child. There are all kinds of techniques to keep ourselves centered, calm, and in a place where we can let go of our survival brain. Survival is all about fight, flight, or freeze. And that is not going to, it's, it's not the right environment to create a relationship, a long-lasting relationship. 
for sure we can create something short term, but my clients, they, they want their forever true love. They're, that's what they want. Yeah. So that will be the first step to get out of the survival mind. Of, I have to get it now. It has to look this way. Security, certainty, line, linear, logic, goal-oriented. He has to be, I don't know, blonde, blue eyes, 6'2", work in Wall Street and, you know, drive a Tesla, whatever, you know? So let go of all that. And we can only do that when we are safe, when we feel safe. And once we get to that point that we are feeling safe and we are feeling grounded and we are not in survival mode anymore, we can get in touch with our higher self, the higher self that really, that the, the deeper woman that craves that intimacy, that craves that connection, that craves that relationship. And when we get in touch with that, we get in touch with our feminine energy. So immediately we we we, we shift to a intention of being more on the receiving side, of being more, you know, like observing, not not trying to dominate the 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 date when we go out on a date. Just you know, being more like oh, we are the ones seeing if he is somebody that wanna we wanna go out again one more time. And it's a big switch and it takes time or not, it depends, but usually it takes a little bit of practice to switch into the feminine energy. But for a woman that wants to be with a masculine man, tapping into the feminine energy is the way because we get attract, we attract opposites attracts. So if we are in our masculine energy, which is perfectly perfect for our business, if, and we want a masculine man, he's going to be repelled by that energy because he's going to feel that he's dating, he's driving a man dressed up with high <laughs> Right. So that's, that's the thing. It's like you have to change hats in a way. So for business, it's all goals, all deadlines, all linear, you know, and for relationships, it's more like on the receiving side, letting him be the man, having that energy of being the, the masculine energy. So yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. I like that a lot. Where do you connect with most of your clients? That's a good question. Most of them is through referrals, I would say. Okay. My clients, they do a great job of spreading the word because as I said, this is something that when that a lot of women are resistant to it, if they hear it from me, yeah, because my social media, if I post something like saying, you know, your beliefs are in your way, that's why you are, you keep meeting the same kind of men is because it's a story that you are telling yourself, you know? The, if you go to the supermarket, you have the produce area with apples and avocados and salad, and you also have the bakery right next to it. But if you are healthy oriented, you won't even look at the bakery. You will go directly to the apples. So it's the same thing with men. If our belief is that men are nasty, 
to put it in a way, we are going to see that and we are going to attract that because that's what we see. You know, have you ever bought a car? Let's say I, I bought when I moved to the States, I got this, my dream car. It was an SUV and I got it red. I loved red. Mm-hmm. And then I was seeing red cars everywhere. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. If you sense. think about it, that's what's happened to us. You know, you, you become an entrepreneur and all of a sudden you start to meet all these women that are entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah. Or you get into being vegan, like we were talking before this conversation, like I was vegan too, you too. Yeah. You started to see vegan recipes everywhere. And well, there is an algorithm now that does that job for us. Mm-hmm. So so you get a lot of referrals, which totally oh. makes sense because when people come to you obviously they probably have already thought about hiring a coach it's not like they're booking a call and then being like I don't know if I want to be in a relationship I don't know if I want to work on myself so I'm curious like with your social media marketing and I know you're frequently a guest on podcasts what type of common pain points do you have to talk to or maybe mindset barriers that are holding people back from hiring a dating coach like yourself? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And what, now we are talking about marketing. So <laughs> yes, yeah. And that has been a journey. Let me tell you that it has been a journey. Uh, when I decided to go online to have my business online, I hired coaches, of course, that's what I do. I hire people to, you know, to help me out because I wanted to, to get the things right from the beginning. And they were great coaches, some of them. I mean, some of them weren't, but most of them were great and they taught me a lot. And uh, now, three years later, I can tell you that what they were teaching me, it it really didn't work. So it's not as simple. It's not as simple. It's not as simple as talking about pain points and having a color for branding. It's not that simple. You can have all of that and still struggle. Yeah. So the only thing that after, as I said, three years of paying coaches and doing the work and being completely dedicated to the craft. The only thing that I can feel right now that works for me is having conversations with people, Mm. having conversations with people. So my social media is for those people that I talk to or, you know, to get in touch with me. It's like a business card. It's like my website, just for credibility, to kind of see, you know, who I am. Right. Like a bushy, you know, business card. Yeah. But really, really the relationships that develop into business happen through conversations through really meeting them, people introducing me to other people, uh, just through marketing, direct marketing. I really, but this is my personal experience. I really haven't been able, in other words, I have never had a, a text from a stranger telling me that they want to talk with me, ever. 
I think it's like a hard thing to reach out for, you know, like dating and hiring a dating coach, like that changes your life. And so that doesn't surprise me at all where people yeah. aren't making that first move because big changes like that can be scary. And very few people are willing to initiate those in their life willingly. I mean, it happens all the time. Change happens. But a lot of the time, it's not because of us doing that change. Yes. And there are other people like me that we just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. I have no problem. No problem. I'm like, I'm, I know I am a little bit different. I have been told quite a few times, well, not everybody's like you, but I really, I, you know, I, I think about it. And if I have a problem or I have a goal and I cannot figure it out on my own, I have no problem asking for help. That's whatsoever. a good quality. Whatsoever. Yeah. No, because I know I can. And, you know, I used to have the idea. I remember when I came to the States and in my late 20s, and I usually have a song for every decade of my life. You do the same? You have a song? That's I like that. No, I don't. Okay. You, <laughs> think about it and then text, send me a text. And for this decade of your life, what is the song that represents this decade? Yeah. So I had my song for my, you know, teenage, for my 20s. And then on my 30s, that was when I came, I mean, late 20s, early 30s. I And I got into this self-development world. World. You know, I remember I heard one saying, uh, a guy saying something like, oh, I am a self-made millionaire and something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I want to be self-made like that. And actually, it kind of threw me on the wrong path because I believe that and it appealed to me for some reason. And the song that I chose for my 30s is I Did It My Way to give you an idea. Oh, I like that. But then, you know, growing up, learning, maturing, going through life and experiences and all this beautiful thing that we call life, when I came to my 40s and I had to pick this, the, the song for my 40s, I realized that really I have never done it on my way. There is not such a thing as a self-made person. Even if we want to say, you know, even if I said, oh, I moved to the States by myself, you know, I didn't have any money, I didn't know the language, I didn't know anybody, which is real. I mean, I literally grabbed a piece of luggage and came here with nothing. But I had people that believed in me. I had the people that took me into the beauty school without me speaking English, and they believed that I was going to learn it. Like I told them, I said, I'm going to learn it. In two months, I am speaking English. And I did, but they believed in me or the people that, you know, that I knocked the door and I asked for a job and they gave me the job at the spot, you know, and friends, it wasn't real. I wasn't self-made. I was, I got to be 40 thanks to all the people around me that helped me and all the coaches and all the friends and all that. So I think there is a, there is a romantic idea of, you know, that we don't need help or, or there is shame around asking for help, you know, 
like women, we, we have this idea that we need to be so strong and we need to get it right from the get-go. And if we ask for help or if you show any kind of vulnerability, it's a weakness. And actually it's not. It's what makes us human. It's what makes us beautiful. It's what lets the crack, it's what lets the light in. That is what let, lets the light in. When you said, okay, I tried it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm not moving forward and I really want this. So I'm I'm going to do whatever I, I can. I call it being unreasonable. The word unreasonable sounds like crazy, like you don't have reason. But the way I use it is like without excuses, without reasons. Why? You know, stop. We fight so much for our limitations. You know, oh no, I can do it because I don't know, I, I don't have money or I can do it because, you know, I don't have time or, oh, I can do it because there are no good men out there or just let it go. Mm, yeah, that's what, powerful. what we want is there. There are so many great guys that will love us for who we really are. We don't need to pretend who we are is enough. Mm-hmm. There are so many men that are and for you that you have this desire and you have been brave enough to embrace it he is out there he's looking for you it's a matter of time and I promise you when you meet there is not going to be power in the universe that will set you apart you will have challenges but you'll be able you have what it takes to overcome them and Mm -hmm. it's going to be beautiful that's powerful thank you I love that I love the positivity in that. That's great. Well, to start wrapping up this incredible episode, I'd love it if you could share three actionable steps that the audience can take to move forward in whatever way you want them to move forward, business, life, dating. What do you challenge the audience to do? The first step, I think, you know, the classics, you kind of have to get clear and get rid of the noise. So I truly value journaling. I believe journaling is a tool that it's invaluable. So if we can, you know, every day grab a a book and just write down for a page, dump the brain on the page, just purge your mind. Use the page as your best friend, the friend that is not going to talk back to you, that is not going to give you unsolicited advice. So that's good. First, just get rid of what is there, all the noise, all that. And then another step that we can take, it's, I think it's from what I see with my clients that they are dealing a lot with right now, is I think we could benefit from being more conscious about how we use technology. Technology is wonderful. We live in a time and age that, oh my God, is amazing. It's really bad too, but it has so many amazing things. I grab the phone and I call my mom in Argentina and I see her on a video, you know, like it's unbelievable, but also has a bad side. So being conscious conscious about the time we spend on the on social media, putting a limit on that. Because it's very easy to to get the the impression that everybody is living a life that is made out of unicorns and rainbows, that everybody is making six figures, talking as an entrepreneur that we are, 
and that everybody's working working on their seven figures now, you know, and we are here struggling to make ends meet. And so just cut that time a little bit. Pick on a real hobby, read, cook, walk, get a dog. I don't know, get plants. I see you like plants. So something tangible, something real. Go dig on the dirt, plant some plants. And then the third thing goes along with the plants. Just spending more time with nature and exercising and moving the body because our energy gets stagnant and we sit all day long. I was watching for the first time the House of Dragon. Oh, uh, I loved it. And I saw that the king, Viserys, something like that, he developed sores from sitting on the Iron Throne so much. And I thought, wow, that is a powerful picture because we sit so much. So just make time to move the body and to, to be with nature, you know, like ground yourself, walk on grass. I know it sounds hippy-dippy, but those are these are things that are very easy to do. I'm not telling you, you know, hire a, a, somebody to tell all your traumas and things like that. This is something that we can all do. We all have five minutes to to walk around the block. Yeah. We all have, you know, we all can have control over social media and, and put okay. a limit. And, you know, and we can all take two minutes to do some brain dumping on a journal. So those will be the first three steps. And that will create a very solid foundation that will allow us to expand from there. Yeah, I love those. Those are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. How can people connect with you? I am on Instagram as at Epic Love Coach. And on my profile, on my bio, I have a link tree with all the different links to my website, to my women's group, to my YouTube channel. Everything is there. So I think that's the best way. I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook as my name and last name, Natalia Murua. But Instagram is the best place. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me. I loved this conversation. You have so much amazing stories in you. I just love talking to you every time we get the chance. Thank you. Me too. I love, love talking with you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Employee to Boss podcast. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you implement the actionable steps from this week's experts so you can get started with your business today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Employee to Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more than you could ever imagine. Remember, a little progress each day leads to big results. We come out with a new episode every Tuesday. To access our show notes, transcripts, and courses, please check out EspressoPodcastProduction.com.